Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FPL podcast. I'm PJ, aka Hindu Monkey, and I'm joined by my 2-0 lead-fearing Amigo Mars and my wine-soaked Amiga, Kylie. Say hello, guys. Hello, and I'll just say it's gin, actually, not wine today. <laughs> Fair enough. Good to know that you mix it up with those alcoholic beverages. Must, must be done. Absolutely fine. So, in this Getting to Know You miniseries, we have interviewed FBL managers from around the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FBL accounts we interact with every week. To do that, we have come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With us today is the one and only Benny Blanco, a minor celebrity and newly discovered FBL goat. You can find him on Twitter at Benny underscore Blanco 40, which begs the question, are there really 39 other Benny Blancos out there which people are having to endure? Benny, you are very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FPL community? All right, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, no idea why you've asked me, but let's give it a bash. Thanks, Benny. A, a humbling uh, introduction there. So, you were his choice, to be fair. You yeah. were his choice, yeah. Did you ask the other 39 <laughs> Benny Blancos? We couldn't find them. Most of them didn't answer us. No. <laughs> you know, I couldn't pronounce all their handles either. No, no, it's quite easy. Enough. So let's kick off. Benny, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? What's your dog called? Whatever you like. Okay. Um, do you want me to hit you with some big news to start off with? Um, crazy as it seems, my name isn't Benny Blanco. There you go. That's a good start, isn't it? It is. Three, ami- ben, three so... amigos getting to know you. It's where the it's where the news drop. That's, that's yeah, what there happens. you go. That's your um, <laughs> that's your intro sorted, isn't it? I can leave now. Um, yeah. So it's Ben. That's my name. But yeah, um, I don't. I, I can't even remember where the whole Benny Blanco thing started from. I think it was. I used to love Carlito's way, and he was the he was the 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 villain in that film. So it was similar to my own name, and it kind of stuck. Uh, so that's where I've nicked that one from. Um, I'm 42. I was 40 when I set up my Twitter account, hence the 40 in my uh, handle. And uh, I live in Liverpool. My girlfriend and my dog, Tiger. What kind of dog? It's a French bulldog. <gasps> oh God. So it's not yeah, a tiger I... then. No, it I'm isn't. so excited. This is amazing. And I, you know, you haven't mentioned this before, but I, I hope you realise that you're now going to have to spam me with with all of the photos of your French Bulldog because I'm a bit obsessed. Oh, really? And this is no a request problem. I make of all of our guests who have really cute dogs. Okay, no problem. I, I have posted a couple of pictures from time to time. He's a very handsome dog. So, uh, yeah, that, that can be arranged. No problem. I don't think she follows you, Benny. I do, I do, but you know, I, my favorite accounts are people that have dogs. I mean, there you go. I mean, I follow Jimmy Mac and Cheese's dogs account on Instagram. Frankly, oh, me and me and Jimmy spend quite a bit of time exchanging French bulldog pictures. Yeah. Not not talking FBL, genuinely just swapping dog pics. French and, uh, bulldog. Yeah, he's he, he's great, Frankie. Yeah, big fan of Frankie. <laughs> Terrific. I mean, I'm literally, you know, a cat account, but I'll, I'll try not to take it personally. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, <laughs> Kylie. Okay, so this is another, well, this is an animal question, and it's, in fact, my favourite question. Um, so if you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best and why? So this is like your spirit animal. And we've had some very good answers to this. Well, you, you'll like this answer, Kylie, Excellent. specifically. Um, I'd be a French bulldog. Oh, um, but, but not just any French bulldog, specifically my own French bulldog. Because we, we were basically we were looking to to get a, a sweet, placid, sort of laid-back puppy. But instead, we managed to somehow pick up an absolute psychopath who's proper hard work. And I've come to realise that basically it's me in dog form. Uh, he's lazy. 
greedy, selfish, a bit of an attention seeker. And I genuinely think it's just karma that I've ended up with, you know, looking after myself, basically. So That's a, a really flattering description of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's much more handsome <laughs> than me. You know what I mean? But And he smells a little bit better than me. But uh, I think I think he is my punishment for all of my sins, a lifetime for the sins. Don't so you say uh, that, uh, dogs mimic your owners. So you sure he hasn't developed this personality after spending a month with you? That is a good point, actually. I didn't consider that. Um, Can I do say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, don't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for my girlfriend because she's got to put up with both of us, which is oh, God. which is double trouble, really. So I'd say he is my demon. Fair. I mean, yeah, I do feel sorry for her. Now, something that I just want to get my head around, and it's not about you being a, a lazy kind of guy. Obviously, from the accent, you're a Scouser. But you told me that you support United. Now, this is your chance to explain this to the people that are just shocked, as shocked as me when they hear this. Mm, yeah, I have tra- actually tried to keep this on the down low for that reason, but you've exposed me <laughs> you now. Haven't you? So, what can I do? Yeah, Free I amigos a... getting to know you is where we yeah, expose yeah, people. You... My reputation destroyed again. The Love Island um... Secret Club came out on the Free Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a tabloid newspaper, this, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, basically, I am I am a Man United fan, which is pretty bizarre, I suppose. Me, my mum's from Liverpool and my dad's from Manchester Way. But my mum doesn't care about football at all. She had no brothers. There's like no no, no people interested in football on my mum's side. So my dad had a clear run at it, really. Um, and he, he took me to, to watch United when I was like seven or eight. I think the first game was pre the Premier League. Um, and it was Arsenal at Old Trafford. And can you believe it? Arsenal won. That's how bad it was. Um, it was, you know, they, they were sort of mid-table at that time, United. And... I mean, I, I didn't think it was a big deal that I was supporting Manchester United at that time until I went to school and I realised, oh, shit, this is going to be a bit of an issue going forward. And um, so, I mean, I, I did say to my dad when I got a little bit older, it's it's basically child abuse what he's done. He's put me through uh, such a, a, you know, a traumatic experience. But as I got to school, it was when United, you know, when Alex Ferguson was there and United started winning everything, so it kind of softened the blow a little bit. But yeah, it was it's it's been tough and continues to be tough. Were you not living in Newcastle? In Newcastle, what am I talking about? Were you not living in? You you must be living in Liverpool at the time. So was it? You know, was your dad not aware just on his own? On his yeah, own, yeah, he was a Manchester United fan living in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, he's clearly a sick man. You know, he, he, he's from Manchester Way, so he he, um, he moved over to, to Merseyside when he was in a, a teenager. I mean, his his accent's quite neutral, so I probably got a stronger accent than than my mum or my dad. And uh, my mum was completely disinterested in football. My dad, obviously, passionate United fan, and um, that was it. I was at games watching, and I didn't even realise why people were looking at me when I was talking. But as I got a bit older, I realised. Oh, maybe. And and the weird thing is, when I have been to Manchester, I haven't been for a few few seasons, to be fair, but when I have been to games now, I'm very conscious of talking, which is a bit strange because it's just too difficult to explain to people. That's probably one of the reasons why I keep it on the download, because it's just, it's just too hard work. I just can't be bothered getting into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, completely. Well, you know, welcome to the uh, welcome to the club, Benny. Yeah, yeah, but now, you know, now I can vocalise it because everyone knows, don't they? So thanks a lot. No props, no props. Um, <laughs> so next question, uh, and this is a big one, Benny. Um, did you know that the name Benny Blanco is actually Ben White in English? Do you know what? I saw someone post it the other day, and I was in disbelief. I couldn't. I I, I I don't know it was you, but you may have been hanging around at the time, and I think I I did comment to you. I wanted you to spot that as well. I wanted you to be in with that moment that it suddenly dawned on me that... It was huge. It was huge. Yeah, we, yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got a football player in the Premier League called, called, called Ben White as well. Did, did you know that? I'm not sure if you've got him in your fantasy football team. I, well, I haven't, but I, you know, I want to now after this. I think you've got to captain him. I think it's, yes. it's, it's got a Norwich next as well. Easy. 
so, <laughs> so you, you are you are obviously known as as a bit of a as a bit of a joker um as that seamless um, moment proved uh, well you know <laughs> uh, there are over 200 million twitter accounts on twitter and you're definitely in the top 200 million most funny so where did this kind of persona kind of come from was it as soon as you came on twitter that you wanted to be a kind of funny account a funny fpl account this whole dad humor just 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 tell us the origins of this i, I like uh, the fact that pj tried to be funny there but but it was so so unfunny that you didn't even laugh benny but that was a joke uh, if we re- if we rewind and if you can laugh at his joke because he will get upset otherwise just put some canned laughter on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kylie yeah, can have the kind of. Look, I'm, 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 I'm bigging up. I was going on a low bar to then big up Benny to bring the house down. It's classic comedy double act. You know? yeah. I mm-hmm. actually think that what would be funnier is instead of inserting some canned laughter, if I just inserted a really long pause just to make it extra awkward. A little bit of wind in the yeah. background. A little... yeah, you can envision the tumbleweeds. Yeah. Anyway, Benny. <laughs> I'm still here, sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, now answer the question. What was it again? <laughs> no, I'm really joking. So. Um, no, no, it wasn't an intention, to be honest with you. I never set out to be um, an FPL, a strictly FPL Twitter account. I, I was kind of lurking on Twitter without an account, probably for half a season, semi sort of following a few FPL accounts. And then I decided it was probably easy just to create one. So that was like January 2020. And uh, it was never, like I say, it was never strictly an FPL account. I was following musicians and actors and sports people. And I thought I'd just follow a few FPL accounts. Um, and then I think when the pan, it was like the pandemic, sort of the start of the pandemic. So I was a little bit more involved then because, you know, everyone had a bit more time on their hands. And um yeah, I think I just started. I mean, I've always been someone who posts jokes and knows jokes. And, you know, if I saw an opportunity, I would always try and put a little comment or a stupid pun or whatever. And, I, you know, I didn't have many followers. I wasn't really, you know, that bothered about it. Um, and I would just add little comments where I saw um, normally on other people's posts. And then it just went from there, really. It was never, never set out to be some sort of fpl accounts and you know my niche was going to be that it's just kind of sort of worked that way really i don't know i don't know how but yeah here we are and so you were telling us a bit about how obviously how you got into football in general and and then how you got into twitter but how and when did you first get into fpl itself do you know what it was quite interesting because it may i don't consider myself really like a a particularly you know, I probably I'm, I'm passionate about FPL now, but I've, I'm a relative novice to the game. I'd say. I mean, I had a look back in my history, and, and unbelievably, I I was playing apparently in 2013, which is absolutely mental because I I literally do not remember playing at all. I was probably as casual as casual gets. Probably, you know, I was that casual. I don't recall having a team. I'm probably I probably just started off and literally after a week lost interest. So it was a 2018-2019 season where I probably started playing a bit more seriously. It was mainly because of a mate of mine at work who was just banging on about how good he was at it and the competitiveness in me just couldn't help myself. And uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a go. And that's when I started like having a look at YouTube. Is there anything out there that can help me get an edge on him? And uh, that's when I first saw uh, the scout cast with, and at the time I think it was Joe and Az and Luke were on it, and um, and let's talk FPL with Andy, and I just was watching those shows really, and then then I discovered who got the assist, always cheating, and obviously the community started to open up a little bit more than by being on Twitter, and kind of just got hooked, like, and I can see what you know. I look back now, and all the years that I've watched football and been a you know a massive fan of football I feel like I've missed out years of my life actually being involved in FPL so I'm sort of trying to make up for lost time now I think that's that's you know I I get that um having been on Twitter it it actually it makes me enjoy FPL makes me enjoy football more I watch games that I would never uh usually watch because of sometimes you want to see the players that you have or something like that. But also during the lockdown, I don't know about you, but it really helped me. The FPL and football uh, together 
was quite helpful, even in the in the bad days. Um, Benny, what what would you say is your favourite FBL memory apart from winning FBL after two weeks or first um, week? Sorry, I don't like to talk about that, Mars. You know, <laughs> I'm very humble. You know what? I don't really remember the good memories. I'm a little bit um, psychotic with this. I, I kind of, you know, my soul's scarred with all the bad moments, like all of ours are. I'm, you know, one of those where if I get 10 returns, but my 11th doesn't, I'm just thinking about that. And I feel like I kind of like the chaos of the game, though. And I sort of enjoy it when my team capitulates. I don't mind all that. I find it quite funny. And like that probably helps me a little bit with sort of tweeting that I do. Um, because I don't mind. It doesn't really get to me. Obviously, it annoys me a little bit. But then I start thinking, well, how can I frame this to be a bit lighthearted on Twitter because obviously we're all going through those same feelings and that's, you know, the likes of Randy does that perfectly and and uh, and you as well, PJ, of like, you know, you want to all share in that misery together and when someone else, it, it's it's annoying when you see someone posting their great scores and their great ranks. I know I've been doing that recently, so, you know, that's a it's a one-off. But uh, generally, I kind of like to talk about the misery and the bad luck because I think people can uh, relate to that a little bit more and it's probably a little bit funnier. So I do remember one incident and it was with the same lad that I started up this sort of competitive thing with at work, uh, a mate of mine. Um, I remember it was the, I think it was a couple of seasons ago when Man City played Villa. I think they might have won 6-1. And I did, I'm quite a cautious manager probably. And I, for some reason I bought, brought in Mares for this game and he went on I think he scored two in the first half an hour but I, I remember sending him a photo of that transfer and him like taking the piss out of me saying that it was going to fail and then obviously within 30 minutes it had turned around so that was a moment that I just always remember. I think to be honest with you he, he didn't play for the next six games so it all come back round and, uh, <laughs> That's that, was, that sounds about right <laughs> but for that moment I was you know I was there I was in Utopia, so it was good. But I think if you can turn around and say that at some point you've owned Mares while he plays Manchester City and he's actually gotten you a haul, then it's a bit of a miracle because he's so hard to pinpoint. So, if you know, you might have all the misery, but everyone has all that misery. If you had one shining moment, then it kind of makes it all worth it. Absolutely, yeah. It lives long in the memory and... You know, I still tell them about it to this day. So it must be, it, it is the one that stands out to me, really. But twisting your question a little bit more about your sort of FPL, favourite FPL memory, I'd say that um, slightly outside of the, the game itself, probably going to, I've been to two meetups now, and they're probably my highlights of, of playing FPL, if you like. Um, I went to the Planet FPL one in, Manchester in 2020 and then recently to London and it's I've really enjoyed getting to know people like you interact with online and you know getting to meet them in person you know everyone's lived up to expectations so that's been something that I've really enjoyed. They are fantastic absolutely no, I completely agree. Uh, yes terrific and I think certainly a lot of the recent kind of meetups whether some of the smaller ones are obviously the bigger ones I think have been magnified because of kind of what you spoke about earlier because of covid because so much of us have been trapped in our houses and actually probably a lot of the members of the community have interacted a lot more than they would have done and have done historically over the kind of past kind of kind of 12 to 18 months because of that we all turn to our computers in various forms uh kind of during those kind of you know kind of lockdowns um and so those meetups i think of yeah it's, it's been really really great to see so many people uh just kind of meet and, and obviously have brilliant times together so uh, back on to kind of fbl so let's uh, say you are the boss of fantasy towers for a could day. happen yeah could, could, happen. could happen if you keep winning every week yeah they might put you yeah. in charge so and you could change one rule or feature in the game um what's it going to be I'm going to be boring and predictable with this one because I've listened to some of your some of your podcasts and a lot of people say the same thing about the bonus point system. I mean, I play the Sky game as well, and they've got like a tiering system with, you know, your completed passes for 60 passes, tackle tiers, shot tiers, 
it's just a simple way of working out bonus points and it actually opens the game up to lots of different types of players like your you sort of hold the midfielders like your NDDs and Jorginho's and even your, your centre halves like Suyun Chu and Diaz. I mean, obviously Diaz is a good option in FPL as well, but these players that Lewis Dunk, you know, they're, you know, they're just beasts in that game. And it's quite frustrating, the bonus point system. I think everyone feels that way. You, you know, you could have someone who, you know, say there's a, the match with lots of players accumulating a lots of bonus points, but a player gets the fourth most uh, points and, and doesn't receive any bonus points itself. You could get someone in another game hardly picking up any bonus points and they take away three. It just seems, just doesn't seem logical really. So that would be something that would change. Yeah, I agree certainly on that, on that latter part. I mean, at the end of it, Sky is a different game. And so I think we, we kind of have to kind of acknowledge that but but certainly something that I, I was discussing last week with someone is is why you can't have just just a simple kind of threshold whatever that might be so everybody who receives over 40 bps gets three bonus 30 bps two bonus and yeah when you have matches like you had the other week where um i can't remember it was one newcastle match yeah. where someone got bonus with nine nine someone got bonus yeah i mean like, you no, don't no deserve bonuses bonus. if you get that they don't it's, deserve just, it. it's insane really isn't it and they're <laughs> exactly. the type of things that stick in your neck a little bit and you just it just doesn't seem logical but i think the game is really i mean the, the reason the game's so popular is because it's it's, it's simple and, and a lot of people i know they don't like the chips or they think they should be freshened up i, I think the i like the the way the game is it's it doesn't change too much it is quite simple um and i think that's the the attraction of it i think the, i could the only thing i could think of is the bonus points is the only thing that really annoys me everything else i think is you know is fine i just have to say i love that you slid in a reference to uh, sky on this pod because you're you're not allowed to to use it around marzi any other time i've done that on purpose yeah i, I figured I, you might have i don't i thought mars was going to leave the chat halfway through so I'm, I'm, but... I'm muted you i'm muted when you <laughs> talking sky so i didn't hear what you said <laughs> uh, sorry about that mars you're not really, but it's okay. No, I'm not. not. Um, so tell us about yourself. Describe yourself as an FPL manager in three words. You sort of suggested you might be a bit cautious, but would you would you say you're heavily that way or, or what? Three words. Three words. Not very good, probably. It's I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm probably like Mikel Arteta, but with shit of hair is probably how I'd describe myself. Um I, do you know what? I don't really look at myself and try and define the type of manager. I don't. It's it's such a difficult question because it seems like you take yourself very seriously. That I I think I'm adapt to the game quite well. I sometimes I'll take risks. I'm probably a little bit cautious. Um, I try not to take as many hits. But I you know last season I took I think the first six game weeks I took a hit or two in every single game week. Uh, so. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what I'm like as a manager, really. Like I say, I still feel like a, a relative novice to it. So um, maybe I'll start to get to know what sort of manager I'm the more I play. You know, I still think I'm amateur level. Yeah, just a reminder, Benny, we asked you for three words, mate. Well, it is not very good, but you want me to elaborate. I'd also like to point out that this season, that is clearly a lie. Because yeah. you're doing really well. Yeah, well, that's I mean, what I was waiting for. Much... I was waiting to play myself down, and then you lavish yeah, me with praise. Yeah. You know, that's and the I plan. Keep... Fell for it. <laughs> you keep saying you keep saying you're a novice. I mean, we have not heard at all. Not not even a mention of it here or on Twitter at all. No celebrations. No trophy. No single to rival Everton when they won the league in September. That you've had a great start this season. So tell the listeners how. What are your tactics when you're setting up your game, your game week? How, how are you so good? <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll even like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. You can even tell us your rank. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm a bit, I'm a bit embarrassed of my rank now. I've fallen into the abyss of 13,000. Uh, I was 3K. Last Who signed week, him uh, up? We said we needed somebody in the top 5K. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't like to go on about it, obviously, you know, um, but... Yeah, I've, I've had a, a good start. I think everyone's had a good start. And the reality is, I think five points and you drop to something like 50k. So 
let's get it right. It's it, it's a, more of a flattering rank than it really is. But yeah, it's nice to have a good start. Um, it's a bit of luck, isn't it? Those 50-50 decisions could have gone either way. I, 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 was, I had Jota in the team for, I know he did well, but as soon as uh, Simicask became available, I switched to Greenwood. I, I wasn't going to start with Greenwood. I've got a, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to credit PJ for the Ben Rama shout. As soon as he started calling him Benny, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm there. And I put him in the team. I wasn't going to. I never admit this. I would never have admitted this. I don't know why I'm doing it now, but he's going to have to take some credit for my start. You can put that in your bio if you want. Um, I probably won't, but, <laughs> but thanks. I, I do. I, I do appreciate that. I mean, you're not the first person who's reached out to me and thanked me for their, uh, you know, for their early success this season. I just, I just wish I somehow managed to uh, pick ten players around Ben Rama in my team that were obviously as good as the ones that you managed to pick around them. Um, and then I would be maybe thirteen thousand and not one point three million. But but thanks anyway. I, I do appreciate the, the the shout out. Although of course Mars will have you know that I didn't even discover um, Ben Rama. Apparently he did. But you know he's it was, talking. It was box. actually Dave. Uh, it was it was Dave. Playing, it? I, I, I had him in my team. I've discussed him on the pod, but to be fair, it was Dave who mentioned him in the Shisha and Chill group. You know, credit where. And also, I don't know who Ben Rama is, but if we're talking about Ben Rahma, then it's definitely Dave. Maybe you're yeah. talking about a different player. You were yeah, team Trossard <laughs> at, at that early point. It has to be said. I was not team Trossard. Can you stop? stop don't make this, me. Don't this, make me screenshot those messages. If Trossard was not scroll. in isolation. It was a room. I am willing to get RSI by scrolling back through all of that chat to find find ways. Every week. You know, I've even got rid of Trossard in draft now. He's bollocks. Well, no shit. I mean, we could have, you didn't need anyone to tell you that, did you? Let's be honest. Come on. But I did. I have told you. This is why you let yourself down, PJ, and it. You do all the great work with Ben Rahm and then you start posting about. Trossard, and it's just no one. That's where the credibility goes, mate. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's get back into let's get, to finish off the question. <laughs> to finish off the question and help those managers struggling like PJ. Um, when do you typically make your transfers and captain decisions? Do you so you know that we we are in the international break, right? So do you go early? Are you bothered by price rises, or do you wait till the last minute with transfers and and quickly on captain? It depends, probably. Um, I think I probably have a bit of a plan of what I want to do for the next three or four weeks, but it never goes to plan. Obviously, you have to adapt and things change. So, you know, I'll they'll go out the window, but I like to be thinking a little bit further ahead. Um, I've got a couple of ideas for moves that I want to make now, but with the position that I'm in, I've got a bit of money in the bank. I don't really need to, there's no reason for me to move early with that. So, this time around, I'll wait. But obviously, if money was tight and it was a specific move I wanted to make, then I would take the risk and go early as long as I had a bench that I, you know, would feel could cover me if something went wrong. Uh, obviously, it has gone wrong when you make those early transfers from time to time. But yeah, it it just depends. This last season, like I say, I was making hit after hit going early on transfers. This season, you know, I've started off and all the players that I've got have. I've been informed, so I don't need to make those moves. I can just be a little bit more steady. Uh, you know, I'm 13k at the moment, so just in case you didn't know. So, um, you know, I'll just keep uh, keep doing what I'm doing. Are you going to get Ronaldo? Yes or no? Uh, unsure. That it's yeah, possibly. I probably I don't think I can resist. I, I just don't. That Newcastle at home, if it if there's a sniff that he's going to be playing, then I think he's in. So how and when? do you feel happy to kind of take hits? You mentioned you took quite a few last season. You mentioned the Mares move, which is obviously uh, always a kind of high risk, high reward ones. Is that historically how you've, how you've played? You're kind of, you're happy to take hits and, and take those risky decisions or, or is that something that um, you're, you're kind of trying to change this season? It, yeah. I'd rather not take hits. Obviously no one, no one really ideally wants to, but you, sometimes you, you, you're left with no choice. Um, like you say, last season, I didn't have any of the players that were performing. And, it's, you know, I, I felt like I was always a transfer or two behind everyone else. So I needed to make those those transfers to, to try and get back on, on an even keel uh, and hope to make the points up, you know, around the edges. This season, 
I haven't taken any hits, but I'm not against taking a hit. Again, you know, if you've had a good start, you, you, you're probably in a position where you might be able to afford to take one. Um, so I am actually considering a minus four at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm never against it if it's the right thing to do for your team. And there's a player that you think I, I want him and I want him long term anyway. Uh, you know, why not? It's only a game at the end of the day. It's it's you know, my focus is always on mini leagues rather than overall rank. And as long as I beat me mate at work, then I'm golden. Yeah, here, here. I think we all kind of play that way. It's more satisfying as well, and it's more manageable kind of to set goals, whereas that it's quite hard. I mean, as you said already, you're 13K, so, you know, you're doing just fine. But for the rest of us, uh, it helps to, to focus on the mini league. Now, talking more specifically about players and maybe grudges, right? I, I'm known to have a couple of grudges. This used to be what we called our Dini question, and it was so named because um, historically Mars always had a bit of an issue with Dini. But since Dini has now left Watford and they've only 4,076 strikers to choose from, we feel it's no longer relevant. So we're going to now call it our, our DCL one because I have a known grudge against uh, Calvert-Lewin. He knows what he did, or I like to think he knows what he did. And as a result... I didn't buy him last season, despite him doing really well, and this was to my own detriment, trying to curb that uh, this year. We'll see how that goes. Do you have any similar sort of players that you refuse, or perhaps teams, right, because of a, a team rivalry? Do you have anyone that's just a hard no for you to bring into your team, other than Trossard, obviously, for the reasons discussed? No, I don't. I'll pick anyone I've got no morals with this type of thing you know a player could uh like push my mum push in front of my mum in the queue as that and i'd captain them the next day no problem no problem i like i think you've got to be open-minded <laughs> with the games haven't you you've got to you've got to be you know there's a lot of players that i don't like yeah are they good at are they a good fpl asset are they going to score your points you know whether i like you know like you said there kai with and whether I like him or not, if he's going to, you know, catapult me to beat me, friend at work and a few people on Twitter, then he's in. I used to have that clarity, but he slowly broke me down over time. Um, so I was just a husk of myself by the end of the whole experience. So you need I some therapy there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I really do. I actually thought I was more over it than I am, and I'm feeling that wave of resentment. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring you back. Yeah, the, the local shops are happy, person. Benny. Wine consumption goes up every time we mention this year, <laughs> or gin sometimes. So you don't have any grudges, but is there a player from your younger days that you would love to choose, or from the present days um, that you would bring into FPL, put into your FPL team? That you is not currently I, in FPL. Yeah, I mean, the, and this is the frustration with the, the fact that I never really got into the game until I was like 40 years of age. I look back at, you know, the 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 sort of glory years of the Premier League when I was like probably a, more of a match-going fan and, you know, I probably consumed football on a, you know, a more just a basic level of like a pure watch of, of the games. Someone like Frank Lampard, I imagine, is just an absolute gift. Uh, on penalties, the amount of goals he gets from midfield. So probably Frank Lampard. I would have said Ronaldo, but he's back now. So, you know, obviously he's probably going to be not going to have the same impact that he did first time round. But yeah, that's that's where the, the nostalgia kicks. And I've never owned him in a fantasy game other than in that Euros one that we just had. So to, to, base, to be able to own him in, in FPL, I think that's going to be pretty difficult to resist. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's certainly um, uh, it's certainly an interesting one. So turning yourself to the kind of FBL community, who were the first five FBL accounts, if you can remember, that you followed and, and still follow on Twitter? Yeah, well, these were some of the accounts that I was actually lurking when I didn't even have a Twitter account. I actually just go, used to go through um, the internet and, uh, and just search for those people and I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who it was until I went back to see who my first followers were. But um, it's uh, Tom from Who Got the Assist, uh, Adam Hopcroft, Rockstar, 
Andy from that's that's uh, talk FPL and Neil Murray. They were the first five follows that I had, and I follow all of them still. They're all great accounts. All of them follow me back, except Adam, which hopefully if he's listening, he'll do the honourable thing and just follow me. Um, How? But, you, know, you two are I'm so in... similar. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> but no, not um, Adam uh, 352. I think oh. that's what you're thinking. Adam Hopcroft. Oh, so, oh Hopcroft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was Adam. thinking not not so very similar when you said that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, not, yeah. Not, not I wouldn't so mind similar. his ranks and his overall history. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, the likes of Tom is probably still one of my favourite accounts. I think he is, you know, I know there's a lot of nice people in the community and there's a, there's a few bad eggs as well, obviously, but he straddles that serious FPL crowd and the banter accounts perfectly for me. He's got time for everyone. And I remember when I joined up and I had 10, 15 followers, he was one of my first followers and he always interacted. He was, um, I'll always remember him for that. And to be honest with you, PJ as well was one of the first sort of big accounts that followed me back and was always kind and interacted from from the start. And you do remember that. And I, I, you know, not to say that I'm a big account, far from it at all. I mean, I, you know, my, like I say, my FPL knowledge is very limited. It really is. But I always try and speak to everyone. And, you know, there's no superior, there shouldn't be any superiority complex when we're playing a free game on, on Twitter. It's, it's meant to be fun, and some of my favourite people on Twitter have a hundred followers. Um, you know, and there's some people who've got fifty thousand yeah. followers, and you you wonder why because there's just literally there's nothing there that I would that would interest me anyway. So um, yeah, yeah, I mean, all, all the five that I've named there, obviously they're all big accounts, huge accounts, and completely justify uh, why they've got the followers that they've got because they're either entertaining or informative or or kind or whatever it is and you know true, i've never seen me not following those five people but can you please follow the script and the note that i sent you about this is too here to take the piss out of pj not keep giving him his head getting bigger i bigger. do I, I take the piss out of him too much on twitter so I'm, i i am actually nice to him really and you know <laughs> he knows that i love him <laughs> Well, I think it's been a mixed bag. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's how it always is, though, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> so, on the topic of the FPL community on Twitter, what would you say is the part you like best about being a part of it? It's probably surprised me a little bit because, like I say, I joined just to follow a few accounts, you know, get a few tips, and now I feel like it's quite a big part of my life. Um, I've actually got friends who. And people I've met in real life now uh, who are, you know, considered quite close. And that's happened in quite a short period of time. So, yeah, I've I've, I've really enjoyed being part of the community. It does exist. Uh, you know, I know there's there's a few spats from time to time. They're always entertaining for me. I don't really get involved in them. I, I do enjoy watching it on the sidelines. Um, but uh, yeah, on the whole, I think it's a pretty wholesome place to be. It's there's some very funny people. There's a lot of talented people. There's some really interesting people. And I, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time with with a lot of the community, and we don't even talk about FPL or fantasy football. You, you know, you get onto other subjects, which is one of the refreshing things I think in the time that I've I've you know I've been involved. Like hot wanks, for example. I I missed that one. I must have missed that one, yeah. Was that Randy? Was that yes. Randy or more? Yes. It's one of them two. <laughs> Given it was Randy on this occasion, actually. We never you know got what? a I full definition. Now, yeah. yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for you, to be honest, we probably wouldn't be talking Sky at all. So, no, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries, no worries. Right, enough FBL now. Let's get into the the serious part of this. You're hosting a dinner party. And you can invite three people that are alive. Who are they? And what food and drink will you be serving up for them? Wowzers. Right. If I could have any, if I have a dinner party with anyone living or dead, I would definitely choose someone who's living. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It would put me off yeah. and say that, Mars. Um, <laughs> listen, right. I'm, I'm eating, so I don't want to talk to anyone. So I'm not there. The guest that I've got, they're not there for conversation. So it's purely for my own dining and entertainment needs. So I'd have 
some celebrity chef probably who, who's popular, who's around, Ainsley Harriet, is he still about? Any of them, Gordon Ramsay, whoever, they can cook. I'd have uh, I'd have like Neil Young or or Bob Dylan playing some acoustic tracks as I gobble down the main course, and then I'd have maybe Stuart Lee doing a bit of stand up whilst I have dessert. Decent night. I like this the twist. Incredibly narcissistic. Wow, it's, it's a good twister. It's a very good twist. I'm the first ever. I'm, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm not interested in anything else. You do what you're good at. They're all good at Definitely their own. Definitely goes with the lazy part. Definitely goes with the lazy. I was almost expecting part, an invite for the dog there, but it never came. <laughs> He'd be there. He's he's there at every meal already. I need a break. <laughs> so moving on. That was a very good answer, by the way. I like that. <laughs> If your if if your if your house was on fire, and and you could only save one non-living item, so you can't take your dog, what would you grab? And I'm also going to ban you from saying phone. Yeah, but yeah, but, but everyone says that, and it's so boring. Just 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 to clarify, the living people or the living uh, people animals are, are fine. They they they've run out with you. We're not saying leave your dog behind. Yeah, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what my my, my prepared answer? PJ was the one that you've just banned. You're starting to get like Mars here. Um, I would grab my phone because I'd want to tweet about it and I'd have a joke lined up probably. So, you know, my house is burning down. The kid asked me if we were pyromaniacs. I said, we are, son. Oh my because. god! <laughs> I have to do what I just to do one joke. They, they are they are no better at no, person. Heard, heard live. If yeah, if anything, they are. You can worse. edit that one out. Yeah. No, that's staying because this is meant to be you in your truest form. And if we didn't have a dad joke, then I don't think it would be. Do you do you do you kind of trial these out? Test yeah, them. You, uh, do you save them in front of a mirror to your poor girlfriend? Yeah, she's heard a lot of that. I mean, a lot of them are old jokes. I can't claim that you know all the jokes are mine. And um, some people have pointed that out from time to time. And it's like I've had to explain to them that a joke can be retold by other people. It's quite fine to do that. Um, so yeah, a lot of them are my own stupid jokes that I'll make up or puns or whatever. And some of them are just old stuff. I've just got a weird memory for, for just, just storing those jokes in my head. I always have, I used to work in the pub and I don't know whether it was just misspent youth. If you're in a pub in Liverpool, there would be jokes getting told. And I used to just be a sponge and just store them up and then they just regurgitate them on Twitter and that's it. There's not, there's no skill involved. Did you have to? Uh, did you find that you had to kind of, you know, resort to humour because otherwise you would have been kind of beaten up being a Manchester United fan in Liverpool as a child? Yeah, I mean, I had to do that because you know, um, you, you know, you, you've got to survive somehow in the playground, haven't you? So make the big guy laugh. You know, that's that's the the the, the tactic. So what I used to do is I used to beat up all the uh, little kids and steal the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> survival 101 lovely <laughs> so tell us do you have any special skills outside of um being say a bit of a jokester and being reasonably decent at fpl this season do you know what this was a depressing question because when i i did a, a an assessment and a review of the skill set that i have i realized that i really don't have any other skills and the skills that you've attributed to me there are I've got lucky at FPL and I've told a few jokes which, you know, are subjectively funny or unfunny, depending on who's, uh, who's airing them. One thing that sprang to mind and it is eating profiteroles. Uh, genuinely, I can go on forever. I was, um, when I was 15 uh, at a wedding once and started eating the leftovers from everyone's friends' plates on our uh on our table and uh people were just stunned at what i could consume it was you know it was ridiculous you know how um people gather around the bride and groom when they're about to do the first dance that's what i had uh, you know whilst i was on my 23rd profiterole um i mean it's it's not a skill that i can do anything with but for that one night i was a god you know a, a have you looked fat, at like doing the world getting, you know god. guinness world record have you looked at um, Guinness World Records for eating profiteroles? 
You never you know. know. What? I, I haven't, but you've you've sparked an idea there, Mars. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you never know. Could be on. Do you pay for it? Do you pay for it in the morning, kind of further down the line, or do they just go through? It's not a bad. You know, it's not a bad thing to vomit up. It's still got the flavour. It's still quite creamy, chocolatey. Yeah. Oh, I mean, good oh God. God. Not a problem. EJ, you only have yourself to blame. Why did you go down that path there? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure I what mean, you were expecting. Yeah, I, yeah. Any answer would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. no choice, really, did he? Yeah, no. Moving on. <laughs> uh, what is your favourite band uh, or favourite movie? And with, you know, with lockdown and people, a lot of people basically Netflixing and chill, uh, what, like any, what you can't do watching what series or anything like that. Okay. Um, I'm quite, I am quite a big music lover, to be honest with you. Uh, it's very difficult to, I, I couldn't pick, I couldn't sit there and pick one artist. Um, the Stooges, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, uh, they might not be very well known to a lot of people. The Smiths, the Beatles, obviously, but it's such a cliche thing to say, but they had such an impact on every sort of form of music we listen to now. Super Furry Animals are probably the band that I've seen live more than any other, um, like a particular favourite of mine. So I sort of grew up through that whole kind of 90s Britpop scene and uh, they were always my favourite band above above all. And I still go and watch the, the lead singer Griff who does like... Uh, he, he performs as a solo artist now. I still go and watch him anytime he performs live around this area. Uh, so that's music. Um, films, did you say? I mean, again, I, I do watch a lot of films. Some of my favourites, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Fargo. I mean, they're just a few that I could think of. And what was the, the last bit, Mars, that you asked? What, what are you into any any new series? I, oh, hate, yeah. I, I, I hear you really hate The Wire and you say that it's really slow and the build up is slow <laughs> and it's not good at all and it's not worth watching. That's what I heard. Oh, do you know what? He just he winds me You're up every monster. time. He knows what he's doing as well, Elf, when he's doing that. This <laughs> is me off. Um, he was asking for support when he says that, Nick, because I said the same thing. Now, I'm, I've never, so I had, not heard of the wire before and i'm you know not ashamed to say that when i uh, during um, lockdown i asked people you know what what should i watch I, and i never watched breaking bad for i was never really into series i was more of a like a film guy if you like but in lockdown i watched breaking bad watched um, ozark uh, and i just could not get into the wire but recently i have sat and focused then and i'm getting into it yes it is, this, very, I mean, it's, it is it's very beyond... slow yeah, I mean, The Wire, I didn't know that we were going to talk about The Wire, so this might go on for a little bit, but I'll try and keep it brief. I mean, The Wire is, it's an insult to call it a TV show, really, because it's so much more than that. It's quite life-defining stuff. Um, I, I, it's incredible, and it's still, obviously, some of the, it, it's probably aged in some ways, but the actual, the, the message and the, the story and the characters and the whole, you know, uh, ethos of what it's about is there and will live forever. It's, I think it's unbelievable. And it's it's a difficult show to get into, maybe for some people at first, because it is quite cerebral and, you know, it takes its time. But I think the payoff ultimately is well worth it. So I think you're, you're a fan, aren't you, PJ? Yeah, massive oh God, fan. He is, massive yeah. fan and, you know, agree with, agree with exactly that. Um, and it's it's one of those things that just, does it just sounds so contrite and kind of and kind of wank but the, the, the best does. way of describing it is it, it doesn't exist it doesn't exist in the same yeah, medium yeah, as any other tv show that i've watched and that, that is just the honest truth and you either get that or you don't it, it just doesn't you know and when you when you talk to someone who has experienced it in the way that you have it's one of those kind of like i don't know one of those things that sometimes you know when you're at a music event together you know when you're at, i don't know like wembley during a world cup final it's just one of those kind of moments where you're like oh yeah know, yeah kind exactly. of same experience as me which i've i've not found replicated from no i totally agree show. yeah it's it's, anyway, it's, like, it's a tv show as a novel it's that kind of you know when you finish a novel you get that you invest in it and you get the payoff at the end and you've got to really take your time with it. And it is that in TV form, but a lot of people... I heard season four is the best. Oh, it's season four's, yeah, unbelievable. But Elf did DM me and say, 
I think he was worried that I did genuinely think that he thought it was slow. He apologised and said, I'm only joking, by the way. So, uh, yeah, just for the record. Wait, hang on, is season that. four good? I was trying to wind you up. I thought somebody said that season four was rubbish. Was no, season, that's rubbish? Everyone, everyone says season two is the slow, the, the, the ah. weakest. But, um, ah. yeah, season four is unbelievable. Three, uh, three and four is definitely where it's at. You see, I always thought the whole you finding the wire slow was was genuine. So this is this is an eye opener for me tonight, along with obviously the news that you aren't an Everton or a Liverpool supporter, but are actually a Manchester United supporter. So you know we, we're growing, Benny. We're learning so much. Um, about each other, you know. I do have a confession. I've never watched The Wire, and um, I've never. It's very old. Been particularly, so you... I mean, I know know what it is um but i've just never been particularly compelled but i can relate to your reference to reading i am a big reader so if if that's the satisfaction that it's delivered the kind that you get from a great book when you've just finished and you've kind of got that book hangover i can relate to that fair enough i probably still won't watch it though it is very similar, and thanks for agreeing to not watch it, based on mine and Benny <laughs> eulogising. So, so final question, Benny. Tell us a guilty pleasure and a bad habit that you have. This is the time where you can bear your soul with anything, any skeletons you've got in your closet. You want I don't consider about. anything a guilty pleasure. If you like it, you like it. If it's not cool... It's just not cool from somebody, isn't it? So uh, I don't think there's such thing as a guilty pleasure. Um, bad habit, I talk too much, 100%. You know, I wait to talk, but I'm trying to listen. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, I even if we're going to go to, like, a party or a gathering and there's people I don't know there, I, I tell them myself before and just be laid back, just be calm, just don't get involved. And by the end of the night, I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm I'm talking about the wire. Probably I'm you know I'm annoying people that you know and then I regret it later. It's it's just the way I am. So I am trying. That's a brilliant way to describe that. I love that phrase. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that is um, all we have time for. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic to to speak to you, Benny. Um, uh, so you know, kind of thanks for coming. Thanks for coming coming along. Any any final no, words? Just thanks for having us. It's a it's an honour to be asked. Um, you know, uh, it's been really enjoyable to get to uh, chat to the three of you. And obviously, we've all interacted on Twitter for some time, but I've never actually spoke to you three. And uh, yeah. It's uh, it's meant a lot, so thank you. No problem. Okay. We have been PJ at Hindu Monkey, Mars at Mars05, Kylie at Kylie FBL, and of course the Mercurial Benny White at Benny underscore Blanco42. Please follow us at Free Amigos FBL and like or subscribe to us via SoundCloud or iTunes if you are so inclined. It's the only way to support the pod and we ask for nothing else. Stay safe and adios amigos. Brave amigos are we?